look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Hello, everybody. This is Mr. Murfreesboro, a.k.a. Bill Wilson. And you're listening to WGNS 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio. And this is the Mr. Murfreesboro Show, and we're glad you're all here. Um, You can watch us live at Mr. Murfreesboro via the GTV on YouTube, which should be on there right now. And uh, Lady K will not be with us tonight. She's had a... Uh, a weekend, I'm not going to say of partying, but she has a daughter that had a party and, her, and another daughter that graduated. So, uh, Josie, happy birthday. Ella, congratulations on uh, graduating from high school. But I'm excited about our guest tonight. And he actually brought in his uh, driver, <laughs> who's actually his son. But tonight's guest is a old friend, an old burrowing um a dear friend of mine, and that's Senator Shane Reeves. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Mr. Murfreesboro. Good to be with you tonight and to have my number one son, Will Reeves, is uh, with me tonight, brought me over here. I think I told you whenever you asked me to do this that for people that know me well, that have known me long in Murfreesboro, after about 8 o'clock at night, I turn into a pumpkin. So I must really love you, brother, to be on here after 8 o'clock at night. I appreciate you, man. I really appreciate (laughs) you. Um, Man, that's that's what I always you know tell tell people is that you either don't have a lot going on or, but we we have a good time up here. Right. You know, Jackson, our producers here. Um, but what what's going on, man? We're just going like I told you, no different. If we're sitting at Just Love or Reeve Sane, we'll probably get into that a little bit. And if Will may want to have an announcement on the radio that something's changing, so we to let all the ladies know to oh. quit calling. Yeah, I'm already taking. I'm gonna let him do all the talking tonight. So you, so. but you are you, you. You've gotten engaged, and you're gonna. Yeah. You met, and you don't have to give names or things. But you're you're getting married next. <laughs> uh, next May in 2020. Have you already gotten yeah. set up where y'all are? Are you in Murfreesboro? Well, we're North doing, Boulevard. We're or? doing it in Scarab Bennett in Nashville. So okay, there's cool. A church up there. We're gonna do it. So, but you met y'all met at school at college. We did at Harding University, which is yeah. in Arkansas. Correct. Been, Not yeah. Freed Harding, but Harding. Harding, Searcy, yes. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And we were just talking about this. I was at you and a man, a man in, in use <laughs> yours. Uh, the last wedding at North Boulevard. I'm pretty sure it was y'all. I did. My sweet bride and I. We got married November 23rd. 1996 bill at north boulevard church christ it was it was the north boulevard that was truly on where tennessee boulevard is now before boulevard moved over to where it is on rutherford now and david young believe it or not david uh, who's still the preacher now married us many years ago many years ago so we've been very very blessed yeah 20 20 26 years wow 26 and then but most people know that your father was Richard Reeves, the mayor, and then your mom was, was a sweetheart, Carolyn. And I actually had 
sold her an alarm system years ago. <laughs> That's right. Bill. And I think a candle caught on fire on the uh, on the. It sure did. I don't know how you remember that. But thank God for ADT security. ADT. It called <laughs> the fire department. I kind of feel responsible for saving your mom. That no, I'm just kidding. I forgot you sold ADT. Dude, that you did I, that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. My my mom, uh, she had a candle burning in her bathroom, and it caught that end of the house on fire, and uh, sure did. And fire came and put it out, and Eddie Miller. Uh, Eddie Miller got involved, and we got an insurance. Did he plate. bring over marshmallows? And y'all, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we did. We got it taken care of. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a scary night a long time ago. But ADT came through for us. That's right. Well, you're welcome. Uh, and then she had that tennis court. That was her tennis court. No, that was the Laroches. Ted Laroche, Gloria Laroche. Well, they got a nice primarily. place. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But that was primarily theirs. And but my mother loved tennis so much, so she she, was, she played yeah. up a good bit, which obviously is what got Will into tennis in high school as well and he ultimately ended up playing tennis for harding university over in searcy awesome how far away is searcy searcy yeah it's five and a half from from murfreesboro so right and yeah. it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere it's, i mean it's in the middle of arkansas i mean when you get to memphis it's two more hours of just just really to the middle of nowhere to the state so you've if you want to go to searcy and you want to go to harding you've got to be committed to go right. it's five and a half hours of boring drive right have you been to Fayetteville, Arkansas? Northwest is where the University of Arkansas is. I flew in there one time. It was me and Lawson Hunter and John Neal. There was about, we had, I think it was Lawson's plane, but we flew in the year after Tennessee won the national championship. So that would have been, what, 2000? No, 90, they won it in 99. They sure did. But we flew up there, man, in that stadium. It was not nice. But it was, it was when you walk in, there's a huge pig. And we're going to talk about pigs tonight too, because at Twelve Stones. But uh, not, <laughs> we're going to talk about a game that you started. But there was a huge pig that had to weigh about six hundred pounds in, out front. And of course, you know Arkansas Razorback Suey. Sure. Um, but anyway, so what's going on, man? What, what's going on with you? I mean, you and I. Are, we were just talking out there in the green room that we were uh, that we're some of the only few people. That actually, I know, I always tell people, I'm one of like four or five generations back. You go back like six or seven, and there's, back in the day, and I, I'm a little bit older than you, you could go to the square, walk around the square, wave, you knew everybody, or at least right. you knew somebody on each corner. But now, you go out, you go to the avenue, wherever, man, I don't know anybody, and I'm Mr. Murfreesboro, so you are we're, Mr. We're, 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 <laughs> we're one of the few that's, yeah. the good old boys that have stayed behind. Well... <clears throat> The the Reeveses, the Reeveses moved to Murfreesboro in 1780. So if you're doing the math, that was 243 years ago. Good lord! So my son, I'm a seventh generation Reeves. My son's an eighth generation Reeves. Uh, have been here many, many, many years. Uh, interesting enough, Bill, my great, 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 great grandfather named his first daughter Tennessee Reeves. Tennessee Reeves. In, in honor of the new state that was going to be founded in 1796. That's cool. So incredibly deep roots have been here. We've been practicing pharmacy here in Murfreesboro since 1900. Our yeah. family has been 123 years. So uh, love, love old Murfreesboro. But let's just face it. we got a lot of good people that have moved here in the last, you know, a number of years since you and I went to school back in the 80s. And when it, and the, the city has grown, the county has grown, a lot of, a lot of folks have moved in here, but there's still... The people who have been here a long time and knew it when Murfreesboro was 30,000 people versus yeah. 100 and something thousand. Yeah. You know, I, I, I uh, have a heart for them as well. You right. Do too. The ones that are complaining are the ones that have lived here the last 15 years. <laughs> that right. traffic. Well, you and I can remember when 
I can I'm, I can remember when there was no interstate, but I can also remember if you went to Chattanooga or Atlanta, you could go down Manchester Highway. Right. Or if you went to Florida, you would go down 231 through uh, Chevable, Huntsville, you know, uh, Birmingham. And then if you want to go the other part of Florida, you would go down Manchester Highway through Chattanooga. Let, let me let me, t- let me tell you something. I, I was friends with Jay Cooper and Anthony Dumont, a lot of these guys when I was growing up through school. But this, I grew up in Riverbend subdivision. Know, yeah. And when I was about 14, 15, somewhere through there, so that would have been probably in the early 80s, I would get in my bike. You're from, telling my from, story. From Riverbend subdivision, and I would drive to Jackson Heights. Yeah. We, we would go through Riverview, down Jones Boulevard. To Jackson Battleground. Battleground. That's right. Yeah. yeah. To go to the movie theater, there was a there was a, ga- a video game place we always go play the arcade. Back then. That's yeah. the arcade. The Silver then. Streak or something like that. That was <laughs> and, the little, and the little <laughs> little ice cream shop was there yes. back in those years. But just to, just to think about me riding a bike from Riverbend, over how much the town has changed since then. It's crazy. It's just remarkable. And I, I, I did the same thing, but I was on the other side of town on Bra- <laughs> Bradeville, and yeah. we would go every Saturday morning. We would go to uh, Rust. And Kurt Haynes's house on Riverview yeah, Drive, sure. ride our bikes. <laughs> and this is before cell phones, and it was a good. I mean, I've done. It's about five miles, going down Broad Street. Sure, down Bravel, and you know, there's no uh, sidewalks or anything. You're out there with your Webco, your mongoose, and you're and you've got that's your little right. thing, and you're just hoping and praying to God that you don't get run over. Yeah, that's right. Every Saturday morning, so I I did it just on the other side of town, going to your. I went to where all the rich kids or i was on the <laughs> the poor side but uh anyway good yeah, times yeah good times great times and then i guess i've known you since um uh, eighth grade or so so we've known each other 40 plus years and sure. our families have known each other went to oakland you and i whenever we went to oakland it was just oakland i went to riverdale. riverdale oh you went to riverdale i graduated in 84 yeah okay did you did you play tennis i at, did I, I played i was never i was never good as my son was but i played with Kirk Lalance and Rick Lalance and uh, all the Lalance boys were were good and um, don't forget about the Lalance girls. The Lalance girls were good, but uh, I was my mother was my mother as you mentioned earlier a, was a teacher, an English teacher, physical education teacher at Oakland, and also taught the uh, girls tennis team. Bob Woodard yeah. was the boys tennis coach back then. Right and um, good good times. I was. I played tennis. By the time I got to be 18, I just about had it. Like I said, my son Will's a whole lot better tennis player than I ever was. Well, I was hoping you would play in the, the now defunct league that I started. It was called, <laughs> and it's got a Facebook page with like a thousand followers, <laughs> the 50 plus OK Tennis League. In order to be a member, you had to be at least 50, or Will, you only had to be okay at tennis. You couldn't be a Haynes. You couldn't be a Barton. You couldn't be a Reeves. You couldn't be a Lalance. I, or Dale Short came out and spoke to us one time. I was like, Dale, you can't play, but you can teach or coach. That gave me an opportunity to actually win at something. Hey, I'll tell you what, let me plug Will real quick. So he is uh, he is at Dale Short's farm all summer giving lessons. Dang so he's yeah. got a lot of young Paying people. Good? Are, Paying yeah, good? Yeah, okay. yeah, so good. So a lot of young people are coming out there to see him this summer. He's doing lessons all summer long. and He is uh, he is my boy, but he, is, he does a really good job in helping these young people because he played – been playing since he was 10 what yeah. uh are you uh what's your goal do you want to be what what do you want to be when i'm assuming you've already graduated have you graduated i, I did yeah I, so what's I, your degree in uh so i graduated in exercise science back in december i'm um, going back to do my master's in in august for a year 
and a new program that they started at Harding and cardiac devices and things like that. But this cardiac. summer, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. it's with cardiac devices. And um, so this summer, I'm just giving tennis lessons out at uh, Dale's house. So he's got a tennis court at his house. I remember River Rock Racket Club. Absolutely. And it was, and they had a pool outside with a high dive, and some people would go over there on the weekends after hours, and you know. I mean, it wasn't me. You it was other, have, you no, I wasn't there. That. No, Hunter McFarland lived over there. Hunter, <laughs> whose grandfather was Mr. Murphy's well, Tommy Martin. He certainly was. We would kayak right behind there down the Stones River. Before you uh, before you took that over. The Moncrief, which is officially. Which, which, now, which, which can I talk about this fantastic yeah. uh, resolution you've got? Sure. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I was. You know, I, we, you know, I know for a while uh, Bill has been – uh, Mr. Murfreesboro, but I said, I tell you what, Bill, let's make this official. We actually did a proclamation in the Tennessee State Senate in November of 2020 when we recognized him as the official. Bill Wilson is Mr. Murfreesboro. Did a full-blown resolution here, fifth-generation Murfreesboro, and graduated MTSU, and on and on and on. And I've got a copy of this proclamation in front of him, signed by me and signed by the Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. And I uh, was proud to give this to him and Thank you, proud to uh, see you wearing the Mr. Murfreesboro title. Well, man, I appreciate it. Th- sure. This is how you get on the show, y'all. This is how you- <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, I, I really do appreciate that. It was it's been two years ago, man. It seems like it was yesterday. There's a lot gone on. That was that down was at after, the hill. It was after COVID. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's been been crazy since COVID. I mean, we uh, uh, we we since COVID really was March of twenty. Yeah, some twenty and twenty one were crazy years yeah. uh, as far, far as the COVID COVID was concerned, but. We've been talking to Senator Shane Reyes and his son, Will Reyes. You're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. We'll, we'll be back in two minutes. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Willworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Willworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie Award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyronda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. 
Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Welcome back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS, 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio. We have been joined in the studio with our guest, Senator Shane Reeves, and his son, Will Reeves. Shane, um, there's been a lot going on um, down in Nashville. What's your thoughts? on? Tell us what's going on down at the Hill, and then we'll elaborate from there. Sure, be happy to. Um, I've been a senator for five years, Bill. I got elected in uh, March 2018 in a special election, so I've been doing this for about five years. Been the, probably the most challenging session that I've had since I've been there, sure. including the couple of years that we had in COVID. Um, and, and definitely the way things kind of wrapped up so quickly in, in the way we adjourned, but um, we still accomplished a lot of really good things this right. this last session that just really got overshadowed uh by by some of the uh, some of the drama that happened toward the end i mean we still passed a 55.6 billion dollar budget great budget you know we're still uh hands down um there's a, there's a lot of things tennessee needs to work on my friend and anyone who's listening tonight but one thing i can promise you, you should be proud of is the way we manage your money i mean it's a conservative state we are lowest in taxes we pay cash for our roads we we have triple-a bond ratings best retirement system in the country uh just just across the board the way we manage our money we put another 250 million dollars we have two billion dollars in a rainy day fund as a state when i go when i go to other states to talk about how healthy tennessee is financially do you have the password no, i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but 80 80 cents of every dollar goes to education and health care and criminal justice and infrastructure and social programs and um we just really really run our state well financially so let, let's be proud of that uh this last session we also passed a three billion dollar investment into roads i mean driving back and forth to nashville is a nightmare it's crazy so, so we have gotten aggressive to, to address that uh, and, and how we're going to provide uh, money for infrastructure and driving back and forth to Nashville. We're going to have these choice lanes that people can, can use. Right. So if you go on to Nashville, 
And if you're sitting in line and if you want to pay a little extra money, you can get on a choice lane and get there in 30 minutes, or you can stay in the regular line and get there in an hour. So y'all pass that? That pass is going to happen. They're going to build these choice lanes. We're providing money across the state to invest in that. Some of our rural counties are going to get some more money for roads. But we've got a serious infrastructure issue. Uh, Interesting fact I heard. Between now... In 2035, so between 2023 and 2035, they're expecting another 1 million people wow. to move into the state of Tennessee, primarily from California. Yeah, probably a lot in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California, Illinois, and, and Massachusetts. I met my first folks from Vermont recently uh, that have moved in here. So they're coming in from everywhere. And, yeah. I, and I tell you, when I run into them and meet, meet them all the time, I'll say, I'm glad you're here, uh, but, I, but I want you to become a Tennessean. Right. I want you to become a Tennessee, and I want you to embrace who we are, embrace our history and our culture and our conservative way of governing and our values, because I don't know many people in Murfreesboro that really want to be an Eastern Californian or a Southern New Yorker. Well, they want to be a Tennessee. I will. I will say this about California. I've been there. You've been to California. Sure. It's beautiful. It is. They say if Plymouth Rock was in California, this would still be wilderness <laughs> because it's so pretty. Yeah. But. Yes, I agree that uh, Tennessee, well, uh, Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, people move here for a reason. They do. It's it's education. We have great schools. Uh, no income tax. That's right. Places to worship. Uh, good jobs. I mean, it's good. Good values. Good people. And it's right. it's Davidson, and it's all the collar counties: Rutherford, Williamson, Wilson. Sumner, Montgomery, all the all the collar counties right. are going. It's a good place to be. We're, you know, Murfreesboro is still, in my opinion, the right size. We've got, we still have the small town feel. If right. You, if you look for it, you can find it here. Right. Uh, where you've still got uh, good education. We got MTSU in our back door. Um, good job opportunities. But if you're looking for something a little more big city, go to Nashville. Yeah. We got professional professional teams. We've got uh, great restaurants. But it, it's it's there's in my opinion, and I'm 55, I don't think there's ever been a better time to live and work and raise a family in Middle Tennessee, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, than right now today. Right. Really. It, now, we got our issues here. Sure. But it's a great time to be here, Bill. It really it is. is. Well, I mean, what maybe a drawback is, you know, with numbers that go up means that crime goes up. And you and I can remember, I mean, back in the day, people would leave their doors unlocked. I mean, mm-hmm. they was just... You never thought of it, but when you have a lot of people, naturally your crime's going to go up. You're going to have more crime, and we're going to have more traffic, and we're going to have more apartments, and a lot more just congestion in our community. But I'll tell you, I will choose that over what other states and other communities I've talked to are having when you're having this massive flight of people leaving. And they would, they don't have our problems because they don't have the growth in the in the stress on infrastructure. So, they don't have to worry about traffic. They right. don't have to worry about apartments, and they don't have to worry about jobs or public safety because people don't live there. Exactly. <laughs> people are leaving. Exactly. So let's find a way to address our issues that are being caused by the growth and the infrastructure issues, uh, and continue to embrace our growth, which makes it a great place to be. Right. And some would say maybe some sort of control growth. It makes me sick to my stomach when I drive down a medical center. And where all the apartments, all that dirt's being moved across from the avenue. That's right. To my knowledge, the goat's already there. I mean, it's going to be like apartment, it's apartment uh, United Nations. Let's just call it the apartment United Nations. 
So, so but, that's but, not good. It's not. But also, you got to think about. It. So, my son Will's here with me, twenty-four, and ultimately, he's he's going to get out of school here, and he's graduated school. He's going to go to grad school, uh, but he's he's getting married next year. But he's got to be able to afford a house here. So we luck. have to have affordable housing. Yes. I, mean, I, I can tell you when my wife and I got married, I'm, I'm fairly confident our first house was $100,000. Oh, yeah. Starter home. $125,000. Yeah. It was a condo over in Georgetown. Yeah. There's just no way in the world he gets into one for $300,000, $350,000, I mean, it's so, just. Sounds like you're going to be living with mom and dad for a while until it gets <laughs> to get on your feet there, son. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's affordability, it's housing affordability. Uh, that, that you have to deal with and, and so we've got to make sure that people young men like him and other folks coming yeah. behind him can afford to, to Amen. live in caller are you there yes uh, i just wanted to ask uh mr reese mr reese how, how long will these impact roads last because uh, when i was growing up in kentucky they had tow roads for years they finally took them out it was like that's like 40 50 cents whatever back back years back back in the day so i just wonder how long this is going to last because i know the charge station said we don't have no money They've got no money to build roads. So you're saying you pay cash for roads, but you've got no, the Department of Transportation came out and said they had no money. That's why Billy wants to do these, these and I call them tow roads. You can call what you're you calling them, Jeff, is this Jeff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks Jeff, for yeah, calling yeah, in, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you calling it tow roads? T- yeah, I'm, calling, I'm calling it tow lanes, but I'm calling it. And also the, the, the gun session you're going to have, it's too late session. The school ought to be in by that time. And you made you made the Tennessee 3 famous. Y'all rub both of that. So we appreciate that. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Well, I guess he was talking about you, you were alluding to the uh, preferred lanes. Right. It used to be H O H O V lanes where you had to have more than one person. Now you're saying we're going to have uh, a preferred, but you're going to pay a little extra to go down that. But you and he's something compared to toll roads. But, but, but you don't have to use it. That that's the thing from the toll. It's it's not a true toll road like you might see over in Florida when you're actually going to Florida. You have no choice but to take one of these roads. This is truly a choice lane. If you're going to go to Nashville, and, and some of the big trucks aren't going to be able to use it, but if you're going to Nashville for whatever reason, you're in a hurry and say, I need to get there in 30 minutes, you can use these choice lanes right. to actually be able to speed up getting to downtown Nashville as opposed to the other lanes. Uh, they're going to run alongside, and actually when you get closer to Nashville, they're talking about going up. So you'll have two ro- two layers actually going into it's downtown Nashville. like the Nashville. Jetsons. <laughs> That's right. That's actually right. Going into downtown Nashville. So it's not truly traditional toll roads. People will have the choice to do it. Um, and it's a, um, you know, the state's blessed. And I just can't think of any better place to spend our money than on infrastructure. I mean, and when I think of infrastructure, I think of roads. I think of I think of bridges. I think of utilities. Um, I think of waterway systems. I mean, that's that's what we've got to be investing in infrastructure for the future for our, for our children and our and our and our families and our businesses and our churches and our communities. So yeah. it's 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 a good use of funds. State's doing well right now. We're blessed, and that's a good good way to spend yeah. money. I would love to see a railway from here somehow. I know if you go to Watertown, you can ride a train from watertown into downtown nashville i don't know if what you know if it's the l and n or whatever uh but that would be kind of cool because murfreesboro at one time we still have the old train depot why not use that i mean it's a little small but uh use the tracks the stuff that's already there i think that was looked at in, in, in a lot of depth matter of fact i think everything's been looked at i think they've looked at railways um there, there was a period of time they were looking at a monorail system from the airport like yeah. you might see in Orlando and like, Disney World like Disney come in. World, yeah. um, I think a lot of things have been been looked at um, along the way as far as the best way to make this work. But we're growing so quickly. 
what you don't want to go do is spend the money and, the, and then you turn right around and it's not addressing the larger issue. So it's right. I say I say that because if we're going to be successful in this, we have got to take a larger regional approach. We can't just deal with Davidson. We've got to stretch as far out to the suburban areas. I and mean, I would even suggest going one more step to the rural areas. We need to look at Bedford County. You know, Cannon County, coffee, all, coffee, all around us, a larger regional approach to deal with the overall infrastructure growth. And transportation is a big part of that, how you get back and forth to Nashville um, if you have to work in Nashville. Right. A lot of people are working from home. I think yeah. with the COVID thing, it is. people are finding out, well, State Farm, for example, uh, you know, maybe a thousand, I don't know how many jobs at one time, maybe 1,100 jobs or whatever. But COVID hits, these big companies, these big box companies found out, hey, they can work from home right we don't need this two hundred thousand square or whatever and and building in downtown nashville why you know they have this new oracle they're opening up i was reading this morning five thousand new jobs for oracle let's let's build that in rutherford county let's put that in wilson county let's go over to williamson or sumner or montgomery or these collar counties where we've got such a talented workforce that really don't want to drive back and forth to nashville anytime i get asked you know shane what's the worst part of the job being a senator I can tell you that drive back and forth every morning and every night for the first four months of the year is the worst part of the job. Now I'm blessed to do it and I'm honored to do it and, and glad to do it, but it is the hardest part of the job, 90 minutes in the morning and 90 minutes in the afternoon to do it. So if I'm feeling that, yeah, I'm just thinking of the people that do this year round, year after year after year after year, and if we can help them or help others that are trying to travel back and forth, I, I think it's a good investment of tax dollars. I'm sure some of the senators in that or uh, – State reps that live, say in Knox or Burson, wherever, they may spend the night in their office. I mean, instead of having to go back, I'm sure that that takes place. Absolutely. I mean, the the, the folks that live in Middle Tennessee, and they're the the House members and the Senate members that live in Middle Tennessee, a lot go home. But if you live much more than you know, an hour away, people stay in Nashville. They stay in apartments. They have homes there, um, or, or they many do sleep in the office. There's a number of senators, and I won't name them, right. but about four or five that generally, they sleep in their offices, right. and they shower in the building there. Right. They don't so. go to the – they have their own shower, <laughs> no, right? No, no. Well, well, that needs to be taken care of, right? <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to get on – we're going to talk – we're not going to – we're going to talk about what happened at the Covenant Church, sure. what happened. Sure. And I know you're good friends with Governor Lee, and he's called into session, uh, a special session. Sometime, in, was it August? August 21st. Okay. August 21st, special session for the House and the Senate. Is it for both of y'all? Is, or just, is it for all of you, or is it just the House? No, no, no. When, it's all when, of you. When the governor says governor calls a special session, that both the House and the Senate have to come in. But the governor has to have a call. He has to have a reason. He can't say, just come on in and let's get to work. He has to come in and say, I specifically want you to work on this specific, specific issue, thing. whatever, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, I think it's important for your listeners, Mr. Murfreesboro, to, to, to know this. To say that we have not done anything as a state to address the covenant shooting, that's just not true. That's just absolutely not true. Um, we have made significant, very significant investments uh, to try to address this specifically with the, with the Covenant shooting situation. Put $230 million into school safety. If you're a public school or you're a private school in the state of Tennessee right now, you have access to millions of dollars. Our private schools, too. Milton C. Christian, Webb School, PCA, right. St. Rose, Charter Schools. Community Charter. Yeah, they have access to this money. 
they if they want to have bulletproof glass, if they want to have this these films to make their glass shatterproof, if they want to have security cameras, if they want to have metal detectors, if if they want to have security guards, we, we're putting the, the money in place to fortify our schools. That's the first thing. We we don't have mass shootings at Titans games or Predators games or the Nashville airport. You know why? They've locked them down. The security. They've locked you them down. you got to have a That's it. clear purse to That's get right. it. You know what I mean? So we've done that. We we now have funded every single school in the state are going to have an SRO, if not one or two or three SROs to ensure they're protecting. All 95 counties in the state are now going to have a Homeland Security Officer. Rutherford County is going to have its own Homeland Security Officer whose responsibility is to go around and check the schools. They're checking the locks. Are the doors closed? They're checking the procedures to make sure things are being kept safe. I and mean, we invested a significant amount of money into that. We also put a fortune this year into more mental health. We're going to have behavioral health specialists available in all the schools statewide to meet with young people to try to catch these young people early on right. that for whatever reason are struggling with anxiety or suicidal ideation or whatever, whatever type of thoughts they're dealing with. So that, that's that's big money that's been going into school safety, that's going into mental health to try to address those things. So to say we haven't done anything, that's not true. We have. But we, we're trying to ag- address the situation. If those things would have been in place, the covenant school situation wouldn't have happened. She'd had a much harder time getting there. Well, it hit home. Yeah. I've always said, and I hate to say this, but I know that our sheriffs and our uh, Murfreesboro police, they all do a great job of preparing for something like this happening. That's right. God forbid it does happen. But by the numbers, we're a melting pot, Rutherford County. You have all sorts of religious views, non-religious, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And I pray that we never had that happen here. But and our children are to go to school to learn, and I have to worry about that. Some things, times are different. When you and I were in school, I uh, the 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 I can remember at Riverdale, we'd go dove hunting at three thirty. The kids, <laughs> they'd have shotguns in in the back of uh, the gun rack in your Ford pickup truck. Sometimes the teachers would come out and look, "Hey, man, where'd you get that?" You know, it's like it's completely changed. I. For Will and my Will growing up, it's completely, completely different. But I, here's what I think happened, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Governor Lee, uh, Mrs. Lee, they were sleep, and Mrs. Lee hit Governor Lee and says, "You've got to do something, honey." That's where it started. I That's think. where I think because they knew uh, the uh, God rest all six of their souls, the three right. students and then the three adults, but. Uh, the headmaster or the principal there was, you know, was friends with Mrs. Lee, and, and it was like, it, it takes what it takes to make change. Right. right? Do you agree? Well, the first thing I would say is this. Things are different than when you and I were in high school. We're, right. we're in a different world. Completely. We absolutely are. The the the, the idea that people would, would access guns nowadays for, for whatever reason and shoot up schools or businesses or churches or banks or whatever, that's... That was just unheard of when, you know, many many years ago when you you and I were in high school. So we are in a much more dangerous place right. this this day and time. So I think there's an offensive position we need to take, and there's a defensive position. And the defensive position is the first thing I know we can do right away. We can all agree on is let's fortify and let's protect our schools. Right. protect our churches i went to church this morning we had three or four over north boulevard we, we've we've got a number of folks at north boulevard that are trying to protect the church undercover yeah uh, protecting we the got church. A new vision yeah. yeah absolutely protecting the church this morning so we have to do that 
I believe we have a much, much larger mental health issue in our state of Tennessee. Um, and I can tell you, I think that's a, that is a long-term investment, but it's impacting, Bill, it's impacting homelessness. It's impacting behavior in schools. It's impacting um, our jails and our criminal justice system. It's impacting drug addiction. We've got a mm. much larger mental health issue. The problem is there's not any one silver bullet to fix that. The drug addiction issues, we need to go after it. We need to work on it. But that's a 20, 30, 40-year fix. So in the meantime, we got to find a way to keep our kids safe, keep our right. schools safe, keep our churches safe, and try every way we can to do that. And that's what we're going back in in August 21st. Uh, to, to talk about, see, see what we can come up with uh, that, that makes sense. Well, I agree. Here's one thing. I don't know. I know this much, Shane. I don't agree with, and we're friends, I don't agree with, uh, I'm all about second amendment, right, mm-hmm. to, to have a gun. It's important. It's basic stuff. But for teachers to have a gun, back when I was in school, if I was acting up, I'm afraid one of the teachers would have <laughs> shot. But think about this. If yeah. somebody, I'm a teacher, or you're, anybody's a teacher, and they have a bad day. I know. Dude, it could be worse than, it could be worse <laughs> than what it is now, but we shouldn't have to worry about that. It's, I agree with you. I don't think that people should have a, I've got brothers uh, who have, I've got friends who have a, a probably a million dollars worth of guns. I'm like, I'm not a gun person, but right. I think it's right. But if somebody gets out of a mental hospital, and we know they're uh, not on their meds or whatever, you can't take a horse and make them drink the water, right? So I think there's got to be something to where these people, and I know it's a double-edged sword, no, it is. that somebody who's mentally ill has access to a bazooka or whatever. You I know what I mean? There, I, a, I think that there's absolutely it's no a red one, flag law, I guess. There it's is. what Governor Lee's talking well, about. There is, but there's no one out there who's truly, truly trying to be reasonable about this issue would, that would feel like that we need, that we don't need to find a way to keep guns out of the hands of people that truly, truly want to hurt themselves or hurt others. Everybody would agree with that. The yeah, question is how, how in the world to do it and do it in a way that you're somewhat protecting their privacy. Are you going to have their doctors turn them in? Are you going to have their families turn them in? How, how Are you going to put them in a database out there that other people could have, have access to? I mean, there, there's a lot more to it than simply saying, you know what, this young person right here is, is struggling with schizophrenia, and let's put them on, on a database to prevent them from getting guns. Um, what happens in 10 years when that young person gets gets better? Is that still going to be hanging out there? Right. At what point in time can they access guns in the future? So, you know, as as easy as it sounds, and I can tell you for, for folks out there that are listening, as easy as it sounds, there are so few things that are absolute black and white in politics. And black and white in legislation. Things that make a whole lot of sense. Well, Shane, put a red flag law in place to try to protect people with, with mental health. Here's what happens with that. You will have people that will weaponize that. You'll have a wife, or you'll have an ex-spouse that's mad at her husband that will suddenly turn him him in as a red flag and saying he's crazy, doesn't need to get guns. Right. You'll have one neighbor that's mad at another neighbor that will turn them in because of the red flag situation. So there's just it's it's not quite as easy as you think it is to simply say let's create some kind of red flag to identify those things. We have a lot of work to do on this. Right. Um I'm I'm not I'm not incredibly optimistic that we'll we'll actually make a lot of progress in August as of right now. Most of the bills that I've seen coming coming across, I don't think we'll have the support of 99 house members and 33 senators. You got to remember my district 
is Rutherford County, which is Murfreesboro. Marsh, no. No, and I've got Bedford County, Shelbyville. Yeah. I've got Moore County, which is Lynchburg, mm-hmm. and I got Cannon County, which is Woodbury. So I've got some very rural communities, very rural. and I've got Rutherford, and there's a lot of different opinions. And a lot of folks, specifically in the rural communities statewide, are very, very, very adamant about protecting gun rights, protecting sure. Second Amendment rights. And, uh, you know, it's not don't punish us for what's going on. The closer you get to urban centers and suburban centers, even in Murfreesboro, I'll have a lot more people here tell me, say, for heaven's sake, do, Shane, something. do something to try to protect our children. And I would say we are doing something. Right. We are doing something, so it's not fair to say we're not. Uh, there's just more, more work to be done on that. But um, I look forward to the debate in August, uh, trying to work through all this and see what we can to keep our kids safe. Right. Amen. Uh, what about the uh, – going back – we'll move on from here, but the uh, that shooter had a manifesto. What's your thoughts about that? Should they release it or don't release it, do release it? And What's your thoughts? I mean, Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to say this, but I, 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 this is um, – I don't. I haven't confirmed this. Okay, so anyone listening out there, this is not gospel um, by any means. But uh, there is a manifesto that has um, that this young lady had had put together, and they're not releasing it for a reason. Okay, the TBI has it, and they're not releasing it for a reason. What I'm being told is there's about two or three things in it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so it may come out, and I may be dead wrong, and if so, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Um, Number one, it's a glorification of all school shooters. A big part of it, this person is glorifying all school shooters since since we've all back to Columbine. Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's glorify school shooters. Number two, there's a lot of a lot of anger in there. standing up for the trans community right. and how she was treated in her life. And the third component of this that I'm hearing is in it, and again, I haven't seen it, is a lot of vitriol toward the Christian community, right? churches and schools. And I think the fear is if you release something like this and if it's, if it's, uh, if it's put into the public and it's, it's, it appears that this, per, that's just, this young lady is, was encouraging the trans community to go to war with the Christian community, that's not good. If if it comes across that way, we could have a problem. Yeah, that may not be in there, and it may not be the case. But to me, that's that's kind of what I'm hearing is they're just trying to prevent something much larger from happening. The good news is schools are out. Yeah, all the kids are getting out of school. We're graduating, so the kids won't be in there. I do think something will come out this summer, and it'll probably be some some form re- of re- that redacted, probably redacted. some redacted form well, of that. Also, to- Shane is the the fact that I do know this. I'm, that Opry Mills was another target. Right. That's what I was talking So, And there was other, but the reason they didn't go to these other because of security. That's right. Well, I heard there were two schools. I hadn't heard about Opry Mills. So, I know there was another school, and there's this school, and the school she ultimately hit was the one she could get in quicker. Right, it's right and, down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. If they just would have had the bulletproof glass on there, it might have saved all those kids' lives. So, right. So some of the simple measures that we have passed in this last session to protect schools – I can't. There's no guarantees, but I absolutely believe it could have given the police another three to five, six minutes. I'm out of safer right. lives. Right. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, or whatever, conservative, liberal, the the bottom line is they're doing something about. Just not talk about it. August the twenty first. Everybody's going to get together, and they're going to do something. Whatever that is, the key to it is uh, you can make a decision and keep making decision, but until you do something. And you see some changes. That's right. But I'm, let me let me respond to that in the fact that we are gonna we're gonna go talk about things, but we have done something. Right. 
So I don't want people to feel like we're going to go do something. We have right. done something. Y'all have already done We've something. We've spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on school safety, on fortification, on mental health, on, on, on behavioral specialists in schools, on Homeland Security. We have done something. Now, unfortunately, I'm afraid we're not going to get credit for that in a lot of people's eyes. Good point. And, and, and I don't think that's totally fair. You know, because by if we're not doing something specifically addressing guns, people feel like we haven't done anything. And that's just not fair. We have. There's more work to be done, more discussion to be had in regards to where guns fit in or don't fit into this. But as of right now, we have made good steps, and more needs to be done. I agree with you. But whose decision, if you've got 200 million, say Rutherford County's got 20 million, who makes that decision to utilize that money? Is it the Rutherford County School Board? They're the ones that take the money that the state sets aside, and then they take the money. That's right. And fortify. Now, Rutherford County, we, we've already got SROs in all of our schools. Oh, yeah. We've we had them there forever. But, but Rutherford County school systems, virtual school city school systems, and all of our private schools in, in our communities will have access to these funds um, to uh, lock them down. I mean, Milton Christian is building a big new expansion I'm right now. It's beautiful. I, I've spoken to the principal over there, the president over there, and I've said, we have access to these funds. You've got this beautiful new building. We need to have this film. On, they have a lot of glass right, on, these, right. on these windows. And I said, let's let's protect these kids. So Amen. the money's available, and I know that's something we can all agree on, so let's do what we can to keep our kids Amen. safe. Amen. We've been talking to Senator Shane Rees and his son, Will, on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. We'll be back in two minutes. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for parts real estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Willworks, located 516 South Church Street, for a free estimate. We also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Willworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyrhonda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. 
At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Welcome back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. This is Bill Wilson, Mr. Murfreesboro. Uh, we've been talking with Senator Shane Reeves and his son, Will Reeves. Uh, let's give him a congratulations. He's going to be getting married next year. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. We, we, we were talking, and we had some great discussion. I'm getting texts here. Uh, thanks, Alan, for sending that and different ones who are texting me. And listening, Todd Newberry. I know you're listening. Todd Newberry, it's an old Todd. Um, the opioid. You know, when we had COVID hit, you didn't hear any more about ISIS. You didn't hear more about opioid addiction. I think that the police officer, which I think they already do, it, it was such a bad. The opioid addiction is terrible. Okay, the Narcan supposedly brings them back to life. Let's talk about the opioid Narcan, and then what you're doing now and uh plans to run an office and all that 12 stones let's talk about that but let's hit on opioids what's your thoughts so we still have a terrible terrible problem with with opiate and overdose and opiate deaths in tennessee and covid made that worse made it worse for a number of reasons it made it worse primarily i think because people kind of lost access to their communities support communities narcotics anonymous some of the big communities lost support to it so we still have a terrible problem with that in the state this last session bill i passed a piece of uh, legislation to outlaw a drug called um uh xylazine xylazine probably never would have heard of it it is a this this kind of shows you the world we're in it is a it is a veterinary tranquilizer you can only get it in the vets the vets are using it for large animals to tranquilize them. right that drug is now coming across the border, and they're cutting it and mixing it with fentanyl, and it's being, you know, well, illegally given to people across the country. We just had our first two people die in uh, West Tennessee from this, but it is an it, it basically is um, Narcan won't stop it. It's called the zombie drug because once you get it, it stays in your system for up to two days. Wow. So it's terribly, terribly addictive. So we have a problem, but you, you mentioned Narcan. I think we need to make Narcan as readily available as we possibly can. Right. Our first responders need to have it. Uh, there's a push possibly to make it where pharmacies can have it have it accessible. Uh, we, we, we need to make Narcan as, as readily available as possible for people Saves who, lives. Had, who, who, who have had an overdose. No, no question about it. But to treat the opiate, I mean, we have Tennessee together. We passed a few years ago, and it had a 
three-armed approach. There was a com- component that said, let's try to control prescriptions that are, that are being dispensed from Tennessee pharmacies. That's really your Oxycons. There was a mental health component to it that said, let's try to treat mental health issues. And there was a law enforcement issue. And that, that rolled out in 2018. The drug dealers, yeah. But the truth is, we really still have not moved the dial on this. Right. There's work to be done on this. We've got to be aggressive. We have a, just a real serious epidemic in our state on um, on opiates, and I, that's with my background in pharmacy. That's something I plan on continuing to kind of kind of go after. Right on. Are you uh, here to uh, announce that you're running for Congress? I've heard that you're running for Congress. I've heard. I mean, where is Senator Shane Reese five years from now? Well, two two thoughts. Yeah. Um, the, the first thing is this. I never ran for anything till I was 50. Never ran for any, any office. Anytime any young person out there that I run into is asking me about public service, the very first thing I tell them is the best advice I'd ever gotten was from my dad, which said, son, make your way in the private sector first. Get married, have some children, have go to school, join join some uh get involved with church right some charitable organizations learn what it feels like to live work and play in the private sector first and you'll be a better public servant and it just so happened this opportunity came around when i was 50 to run for senate so my first advice to anybody is thank make god you for fred's right i'm just kidding. that's right that's right. right but the second the second thing is this and this advice came to me from bill haslam uh, believe it or not when i first got elected um be I want to be the best state senator I can be. Right. I really do. I love right. I love this. If I don't ever do anything else, I don't want to miss the opportunity that, that's in front of me right now. I love Murfreesboro. I love Rutherford County. Whether I ever serve another day, I love the people here and what, what, I, what I'm done. And I want to do a good job for my district and vote my conscience while I'm here. Uh, because in, in the event I never run for anything else, I at least will have felt like I did a good job where I'm at. And I just leave it in the hands of God. Right. Know, we'll, we'll see what comes my way. And if nothing else ever does, and then I'm blessed to be where I am. Amen. Twelve Stones. We've got about two more minutes. What what's going on at Twelve Stones? Yeah, sure. A lot of folks know I was with Reeves Sane Drugstore for many, many years. My former partner, Rick Sane's got that rolling again nowadays. But in two thousand sixteen I opened up Twelve Stone Health Partners. Uh, and that is a pharmacy primarily infusion based that focuses on providing IVs for patients with chronic, complex and rare diseases, Bill. Um and we have multiple locations nowadays in Tennessee, Georgia, Virginia, and Kentucky. But it's people with Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, cancer, HIV, uh, cystic fibrosis, rheumatoid arthritis, those chronic conditions that people have got, and they need to get IVs for it. And um, uh, we've been blessed, and we're growing, and I feel like we're really, really making a difference. It's people who really, really need a pharmacy. Infusion. Infusion, IVs. Right. IVs primarily. Um, and have grown and so that's that's what I do I am a I am a true true citizen legislator I work for four months out of the year in Nashville as a senator and the remaining eight months I'm working full-time as a pharmacist and a business owner here back in Murfreesboro right on that's this this has flown by hasn't it yeah it has um Will, Will, do you want to say anything? Do you want to give a shout-out to Sweetie Pie? No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm all good. I'm going to let Dad talk for tonight. You want, so. uh, say hello, Amanda. Hello. Um, <laughs> are you doing tennis lessons, by the way? Are you? Will you yeah, would you, yeah, yeah. yeah do I get some sort of discount for yeah, letting you, you come to. up here? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> come on out. Come on out. Wow. Um, thank you all for coming up. Well, I'd like to have you back sometime, maybe – in the fall after the 21st and then we can talk about 
what all y'all did or we'll we'll carry on and i think do you think that swag should be at Reed's thing for uh, Mr. Murphy's Grill? Are you? If I, are had we, any, if I had any pull over there, you'd have a you'd have a full blown uh, rack of Mr. Well, Murphy's. We're going to get that. We're, Rick, are you listening? <laughs> Susan, are you listening? You've been listening. Go ahead. You want let, I just want to make sure everybody knows this. Um, I am I am so genuinely honored to be a state senator for this community that I love. And I've been doing this for, for a number of years. Um, and I think we've got a good delegation of folks in the House and the Senate that I serve with. And um, proud to serve and thankful for the opportunity. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Tennessee Three. That'll be next time. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, God bless you. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Go out and do something nice for somebody. God bless you.